Well, hello, everybody. Yep, it's that day. It's Sunday. And what a beautiful day. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Did you have a chance to get out and not wear a jacket and just kind of kick the running water and splash, splash, splash? Yeah, a little bit, but, uh, you know, my shoes got a little wet there, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to get used to that. Oh, it was so nice. Yeah, and, and you know how big the Hubbard, <laughs> Hubbard parking lot is? Yeah, and I managed to park, was not thinking. Park next to that, you know, that truck that sits out there that I don't know, supposed to be for engineers or whatever, just sits there and then they plow on either side of it so there's, there's a snowbank on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I managed, like, okay, I want to be closer. So what, the right side, no problem. Driver's side, here's a nice snowbank. And, and now with the soft, yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. My, oh, shoe, yeah. my shoes are, are, are now clean. Oh, there you go. There you go. If I wore my boots, I would have been fine, but I didn't. I wore my shoes. There's some for free. There you <laughs> go. So how was your week? Anything exciting? Uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing uh, too crazy. No, I've just been just working a lot. So I was oh. working at SCORE yesterday, and okay. yeah, so here today. Oh, so, good job. Yeah. Now, SCORE, do you, is that like a, are you just running tracks? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I do produce one live show Yeah, oh, okay. from 8 to 9. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Boy, you're just a jack of all trades, ain't you? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, okay. Uh, we have Dr. Jessica Levy here today, Holistic Vet. So hopefully you got some questions for us. And we're going to be talking, why do dogs throw up bile? And what bile is, is that, you know, kind of greenish, yellowish stuff. So we're going to say, you know, talk about some reasons that may be causing that. All right, and then we all know why cats throw up, and that's because they're eating dry food. But we, <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to be talking about that, and then we're, and then it's that season. You know, the days are going to get warmer, so then what's going to happen? We are going to be worrying about fleas and ticks. So now we're going to get a jump ahead of that, and not wait for it to be here. We're going to talk about it before, so you can get your plan laid out and start. Uh, start now. So anyway, so we're going to be talking about that. And then if you got any questions for us, uh, myself or the holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy, please give a holler. Hey, Dr. Jess, how you doing? Oh, she doesn't have her mic up. And she's in the short chair. I know. So I I'm up here and she's down there. So she's already short. Now she's really shorter. That's right. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So how the heck are you? Pretty good. Well, good. And, uh, anything new and exciting in your world? Um, had some family visiting last week. We had a good time. Oh, nice, 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 nice. And everybody was alive afterwards? Yes. <laughs> everybody was on their best behavior? Oh, we all got along. It was good. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I. it's just uh, uh, with this meltdown, the only problem I have is that then it turns into ice. You know, it snows, melts, and then, and then with some of it, you don't realize how much this ice is underneath the snow, and then chink, there you go, you know. So I'm doing the Tim Conway shuffle a lot is what I'm doing. They tell you to, you know, waddle like a penguin so you don't fall down. And that does help. It really does. But the thing is, is that then when you get comfortable and all of a sudden you start striding and never fails, zoop, and it's like, ah. Yeah, I always think of it as walking like the nuns on the Blues Brothers. Awesome. <laughs> that's a good one, too. That is. That's really a good one. <laughs> and then that's the Blue Brothers. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it again. I've been a long time since I've seen it. And I totally forgot about it. You know, and I literally, I was, I don't know if I was doing law, I was multitasking. And all of a sudden, I'm going, I think that's the Blues Brothers. And so, serious been So, what happens? Got roped right into watching it. And that was just a, maybe two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It was on one of the old, oldie channels that shows older movies, you know, type thing. So. Um, another one was Wayne's World. Oh, I have gosh. not. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that whole movie and that was on yesterday. 
And I'm walking through the living room and going, I think there's Wayne's World. And so I sat down, and then Will was there, too. And he says, you're going to watch this? I said, I said, really? It's a funny, stupid movie. Yeah. And so I said, you know, why don't you watch it? Well, then he's dozed in and out. and so. But but I got to say, but I hadn't seen that in eons. And mm-hmm. totally, totally. Now, there's Wayne, Wayne's World, too, correct? Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Is there? Is I, it don't, as, I don't think it was as funny, though. Oh, okay. No. I, my distant memory. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking there was Wayne's World, too, so. But anyway, yeah, so that was, so I guess it's a stupid movie week, whatever. It is what it is. So hopefully you guys got calls. Give a holler, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071, either for myself or Dr. Levy. And then, too, I had mentioned last week that I want to do a shy, uh, timid dog class. Well, it's coming together. And so if you have a shy, timid dog, like a breeder dog that rescued from the mills or a mill dog or even a puppy, because, you know, a lot of dogs are born shy and timid. And then if they don't have the right beginnings, they get worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to bring them out from the beginning. You know, a lot of people, when they see a shy, timid dog, they think they've been, especially in the, in the, uh, rescue, you know, system, they think the dog has been abused and that's why they're that way. And it's mm-hmm. not usually what it is to the point is that they just haven't had human interaction and they don't know how to, what to do with us humans. <laughs> they don't trust us. And so, so that's why I'm putting together a shy dog, uh, shy, timid dog class. And it should hopefully be posted by next week. The first class uh, is going to be a three week class, an hour each week. And, um, it's going to, the first class is for humans only, and then the other two classes are with the humans and their dogs. So look forward to on my. It should be posted midweek on my uh, Facebook, my Facebook, my uh, website. Okay, and you can get that going to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show, KDK9 show page, and that'll take you to my website or to my Facebook page. Okay, but shy, timid dog class. This is not for reactive dogs. It's just for dogs that literally just need confidence building, not the reactive ones where they see other dogs and they turn. That's a different things you do for those dogs. <laughs> so anyway, so this is dogs that, like I said, they don't. You can't touch them. They don't know how to do stairs. They don't know how to play. Uh, they basically with guests and even family members that they run from. You know, they usually will try to trust one person in the family. Um, and hugs and kisses isn't what you need. What you need is to build the dog's confidence and teach them that humans can be trusted and then how to do it correctly. So there again, look at my Facebook page. Or my, why do I keep saying Facebook page? My website. And like I say, um, the first class I wanted to, I want to start on, I know, hopefully, but anyway, it's, it's uh, March 17, which is St. Patty's Day. But I'm not, are you a St. Patty's Day, Brian, a dude to go out and, Kick her up or what? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go out on St. Patty's Day. Do you go downtown or what do you do? Um, Well, in recent years, I've just been <clears throat> visiting some friends and colleges and whatnot, so oh, they okay. have parties everywhere. But, oh, you uh, got that right. Yeah, but, you know, some pub crawls and stuff. Ooh. So that's what I'm into. Yeah, I've, I was at St. Patty's person years, like 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went to downtown St. Paul once. And I would never do it again. It was like 10 deep to the bar. When you finally got up to order a drink, you ordered like three. Yep. Well, then everybody wanted to go. And it's like, oh, now you got to guzzle what you got. And then you get to another one and fight your way up to the bar. They weren't so bad um, 
if you went outside the bar and on the street, like to walk to the next bar, you know, with a drink in your hand, they weren't yeah. back then. They weren't so heavy duty on you, so you could do that other than chug it. But uh, but then some dog, some dogs, some bars wouldn't let you in if you had a drink in your hand, mm. and so then you had to get rid of it, you know, and then go into that. So yeah, but I I did it once. Overwhelming, done. One and done. <laughs> One and <Yeah>. done. <laughs> So anyway, okay, give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071, okay? And so we're going to run, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about why dogs throw up bile. That's that yellow, slimy, greenish, hinge type thing. But anyway, okay, Science for Kids is this week's uh, trivia, okay? What causes a sumat sumat? Tsunami, there you go. <laughs> I can't even say it, let alone what causes it. Uh, wind, tide changes, earthquakes, or whale movement. We'll be back. Hello, hello, hello. This is the KDK9 Show. You can, all the shows on My Talk 1071, they are podcasts. So you can go to anybody that uh, has a show here and my show, go to our show page, and you can catch what past shows, okay? All right, we got a holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy here, and we're going to be talking about, okay, why do dogs throw up bile, which is a yellow, foamy, slimy stuff. So, okay, Dr. Jessica. Why do they throw up? Pile? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but but there's you know there there's different types of vomiting, right? You okay. could have lots of different reasons yep. for vomiting. Yep. Everything from uh, a foreign body that's causing an obstruction to you know kidney disease, liver disease, right. etc. But like the most common thing is you have these dogs who barf a little bit in the morning. Yep. So, you know, they don't necessarily feel really bad. They're you know good to go mm-hmm. once they. Get their little puke out, mm-hmm. um, but this this kind of business of being a little bit pukey in the morning. So some of it has to do with timing, like when people feed their dogs. I don't necessarily think the dogs are prone to what's called hunger pukes. Okay, um, because dogs' digestive systems are not built like humans. We're built to um, we get hungry shortly after we eat because we have these teeny tiny little stomachs and they empty pretty quickly. Ours, yes. Well, that explains it. I wonder yeah. why I'm hungry all the time. No, yeah. <laughs> but then we have like, you know, 30 to 40 feet of small intestine yep. that your food is going to spend the next 23 hours tooling around in. Mm-hmm. But basically, as soon, as soon as it leaves your stomach, which is two to four hours after you eat, then you're kind of like, huh, hungry again. Oh, oh interesting. Um, and so we are prone to uh, like stomach aches when you get hungry or, okay. you know, feeling dizzy yep. or, you yep. know, whatever. We, yep. We're hangry hangry creatures yes. sometimes we get hangry hangry yeah. that would be me <laughs> uh, yeah and dogs are kind of not so much right because dogs are built to binge and starve yep so they're built to find the dead cow or gazelle or whatever everybody stuffs what themselves. country are you living in could be. gazelle all <laughs> right i have one right in my pasture how about you brian <laughs> <laughs> well there's dogs all over the world that right? is very true <laughs> So they're built to stuff themselves as much as possible, basically cram in as much as possible. Their stomachs are like Hermione's magic purse. Okay. They, right. Oh, so they're very uh, uh, flexible and essentially yep. inflatable. They can stuff all kinds of things in there. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, it's also normal for dogs to eat so much that you might have to barf up some of your food and then, you know, maybe re-eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe re-eat part of it if you can't fit it all back in. Yeah. That's, that is normal for dogs. Yeah. And then, then they're going to lay around for a day or so, and then they are not going to eat for several days. 
So that cycle of binging and starving is very normal for dogs. And so, you know, to say that, you know, my dog barfs in the morning because I'm not feeding him fast enough, like I'm not getting the food bowl down fast enough, he's too hungry kind of thing, is not necessarily consistent with their physiology. But what can affect it is not having enough fat in the diet. And so sometimes if if dogs are hunger pukers or, you know, that kind of early morning pukers, I'll have the owners give them kind of a fatty snack at night. Oh, before they go to bed? Yeah, or add extra fat to the evening meal. Like what examples? So you can use raw fatty hamburger. You can use tripe with raw tripe, not canned or not tripe from the grocery store, but raw tripe. It's called green tripe that is packaged up for dogs. Okay. The best stuff is from a company called greentripe.com. Because the cows are pasture raised, grass fed, etc., okay. and it's green because it has, it's basically ground up cow stomachs. Okay. So it has whatever the cow was eating still stuck to it. Okay, and that's why it stinks like all get stinks out. Stinks like heck, but it's full of enzymes and has great health benefits for dogs. And it's about half protein, half fat. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so that's very good for them. You could use uh, a big spoonful of full fat cottage cheese. Okay. Like the, if you think of like an ice cream scoop size, oh nice blob. Okay. okay. Um, coconut oil. Okay. Uh, you know, spoonful of that. But if the dog dog isn't used to coconut oil, they can give them the runs if they're not used to it. So you should start out slow with that. Right. Yeah. Right, and it kind of depends. Yes, I mean with everything, pretty much if it's something they've never had, had before, before, I would rotate probably it wouldn't in. give them a yeah. big blob of it right <laughs> off the bat. You want to rotate so, it in? Yeah. So cottage cheese will work for. Some dogs like full fat cottage cheese, but you know, if you have a dog who eats dairy and barfs, then you can't use it for that dog. But I think, you know, there's plenty of options to give them. Okay. So in general, I think, you know, dry food because of the nature of kibble, because it's at least 50% carbohydrate and because of the processing, it tends to be kind of a low fat, high carb product. Correct. A lot of the raw pet foods that are on the market are 80, 10, 10 blends. So they're 80% meat, 10% bone, 10% organ. Okay. How much percentage is left for fat? Not much. Right, none. Wow. And so I think they're assuming that the meat is fatty, like maybe there's fat in meat or there's fat in bone marrow and there's some ground up bones in there. Yep. But some of those foods are too low in fat Man. for some dogs. Oh, no, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Yeah. I, I, I would thought that like feeding a raw diet that there would be enough fat in there, but they, there wouldn't be. Well, I think in general, you know, in America, we, we have a little fear of a fat. fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, because still the concept remains that fat is what makes you fat. Yeah, like, that is true. Yeah, that is very true. That's not, that's, fat makes us feel full. And, you know, that's yeah. just like with the, you know, people like weight and wellness. No, weight and wellness isn't behind, behind us anymore. Do you do weight and wellness show on, on Saturday mornings, Brian? No. Oh, nope. okay. And anyway, and so they used to be, we run after my class. And I really missed that drive home. I got the show. You know, I never can get it on Saturday morning. But anyway, and that's what they said. The worst thing is when they came no fat, low fat, fat free. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. worst thing they can do because then you're chronically hungry all the time because you your your body is craving the fat and the you're Brain cells need the fat. You know, that's, mm-hmm. what is it, like three quarters fat in your brain cells? You know, so you're starving right. them. So you're not only becoming a head case. <laughs> right. And you still, you still see these recommendations. So if you look online, you find like, you know, recipes for homemade dog food or something like that. They're always recommending lean meat yes. and non-fat yogurt. And, and it's just kind of a trickle down from 
the same kind of nonsense for humans. Yes. It is. That's very true. So, yeah, we are. We are embedded. I'm not, but most people are embedded. That you know, to cut that fat out. Whereas if you bump the fat up, you be you'll feel fuller longer. And so, so if you got a dog, throw it up bile in the morning. Then the thing is to give them a treat prior to going to bed. Now, like right before you go to bed, or like. Well, that's. I mean, you can just kind of add fat to the evening meal, whatever that might be. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Okay. That's all. That makes sense. And mm-hmm. so, okay, so um, so it's basically not. Don't feed them like the, the most important thing is to have fat just before you go to or in that evening meal to bring them Correct. through to the next morning. Correct. Okay, sounds yeah. good. And then also too, folks, you know, there's unfortunately the, there's so much obesity in dogs and cats that you need to back off the chow if you're going to be adding in fat because that's going to have more calories. Right, but like we just said, fat does not make you fat. Fat, that's correct. Yeah, and yeah. so that that's not what's going to make our dogs fat. What makes our dogs fat is carbs. Yep, too much because I think and and just good old fashioned overfeeding. Feed, which, oh, just, you know, I'm I'm certainly good at that with my dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know they got those big sad. Problems. Yeah, <laughs> good gravy. <laughs> they keep coming back in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a sucker for the big brown eyes. I just, oh, I am. No, I just look at him like, you ate, get, move it. Just get on to the next moment in time. You already ate. You're so hopeful. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm not an easy mark, I'll tell you with that. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, both, you know, I can, I use, and that's another thing we'll bring up, is that if you wrote, if, I tell people that if your dog goes nuts at feeding time, you know, or they're hyperspace, they're ricocheting off the wall, flying from the chandelier, you know, give me, me now! I've been suggesting that people should have uh, dinner time be a surprise. They don't know when it's coming. You mm-hmm. know, you could prepare the dish in the morning, then, you know, cover it, and then, you know, what, it depends what you're feeding, if you're feeding raw or whatever mm-hmm. type of thing. But then when the dog is kind of like calm or whatever, then bring it out, and that can be dinner time. You know. Yeah, but I also, I look for that level of excitement to tell me, like, are my dogs, are you really hungry or uh-huh. are you just in the kitchen because it's 5 p.m.? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if my dogs look at the food that I'm offering them and they're like, huh, chicken again. Okay. And they're a little bit ho-hum about it. Mm-hmm. I will put it back in the container and I won't feed them. Okay. Oh, okay. I want them to be hysterical, drooling beside themselves. Oh. Meal time should be a time of great excitement because I want to see that they're hungry. And it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to put dinner on the table for your family, do you want your kids kind of strolling in and saying, oh, more food? Really? No, this or is do you funny. want your kids running in saying, we're starving, we're yeah. hungry? Well, see, the, now, see, from a trainer's perspective, oh, yeah, totally I want to ha- <laughs> handle on the emotions. I don't want mm. nuts, Phil. I want them to be calm and polite. Dinner is coming. I don't want them doing jumping, jumping, dancey, dancey, barky, barky. <laughs> That's not allowed in my house. Same with my two-legged kids. And if they're coming and they're, te- you know, doing the Watusi around the table because they're hungry, you know, no, 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 no. You calm down, then you get fed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't well, want you, you the can still, You can still teach them that, like, you know, this behavior will make the dish hit the floor. Uh-huh. But, huh? right? Like, if, if the dog sits You're right. politely. Yeah. Like see, usually with the dog, if you don't put the dish down until until they're sitting, right? But see, usually with the dog, get themselves out, wind up. There is no hope to ever sit. There is none. <laughs> you ask that dog to sit, he's gonna say, "Screw you, give me the chow now." <laughs> yeah. So that's what I do. I want politeness. I want that tail to be you know waggy, but mm-hmm. I don't need the paws off the floor. 
That's from a trainer's point of view. Oh, okay. I don't want the dog to go nuts. And see, another thing I was thinking about, though, too, you know, if you rev yourself up so much like that for dinner, mm-hmm. it'd be like you going on a run, mm-hmm. okay, and you get yourself all amped up, then you come home and put down and you stuff your face. That's not healthy. Right, but it's but it's not the same thing, right? So I don't feed my dogs immediately after exercising them, and I don't exercise them immediately after Right, but all that them. spitting and going nutsy in the yeah, kitchen, that's... It's not going on for more than a couple of minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like a five-minute episode or a ten-minute of nutsness? No, but, but, I don't, but I don't think... I mean, even that would not necessarily mess up their guts. So... <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> like I said, I just I I prefer to have calmness. I don't want nutsiness. So because hmm. if that tail is going nuts, you know, like it's coming, it's coming. That's yeah. good. You know what I mean? But That's I don't fine. need yeah. the I, I don't just, need the pogo oh, sticks. I don't really care. I just I want enthusiasm mm-hmm. to show me that they're really hungry. Okay, because otherwise, then they're just in the kitchen because you know it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> okay, so five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Hey, if you guys got some questions? Give a holler. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Is that it for then throwing up the bile? We need more fat in the diet. I think that's typically where I start. Okay. You know, just because, uh, you know, the vast majority of dry dog foods and raw dog foods as well for some dogs are going to be too low in okay. fat. And as you said, your brain runs on fat. Yeah. Yep. And so, starve, starve so the fat, starve your brain. Make your dog smarter too. There you go. That's why fish oil, that's got coconut oil, all that's good fat. So, okay, where are we at here, sir? How much time we got? Oh, we got like 10 seconds oh, before 10 seconds. the music okay. hits. But. You know, I didn't do the, okay, what causes a, a tsunami? Wind, tide change, earthquake, whale movement. What's your, what's your guess? I'm going to say earthquake. What do you say? I agree. And it is earthquake. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. The sun is hotter on the inside or hotter on the outside. The sun. We'll be right back. All together now. No. (laughs) Okay. The sun is hotter on the inside or on the outside. What do you think, Brian? I'm going to go inside. Okay. What do you think, Dr. Jess? I have no idea. This sounds like a trick question. Oh, does it? Okay. Same as our planet Earth, the sun is hotter on the inside than the outside. The visual surface of the sun has a temperature of about 6,000 degrees Celsius, while in, 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 in its core, it can go up to a few million degrees. I wonder oh, how wow. that got measured. Like, really? I have no idea. Who stuck a thermometer? I in was there? just going to say yes. Yeah, so I got up there and they stuck, or they took a bow and arrow and just, you know, stood uh-huh. on the space shuttle and just kind of flinged it in there and with a string attached to it. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't burn. Right. <laughs> so they can pull it right back out. There see you what go. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. But see, now you know. There you go. This is kids' science today. We're all going to be very scientific by the time we leave today. Okay. Okay, so now, uh, like I said, we got you've got a call, a uh, question for Dr. Jess, uh, holistic vet. Give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're going to talk about flea and tick control, natural instead of all the chemicals that people put in and out of the pets. Do you want to start that? Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff available for fleas and ticks, and it certainly is something that um, people, I guess, get hyped up about. Yep. Uh, since we're all terrified and trained to be terrified of Lyme disease and mm-hmm. fleas and things like that. Um, but realistically, I think it's worth thinking about the toxicity of some of these products for our dogs, which is very similar to the toxicity of those products for 
us. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a topical chemical, one of those oil-based things that you put on the dog, Uh and then if you're like me, your dog is then going to lay on your couch or sleep on your bed or cuddle with you, which means you are also now covered with insecticide. There you go. If it's one of the ones that you feed your dog, then it's going to go into your dog's system and you feel safe because it's on the inside, you're on the outside. Right. But the way it works is the chemical is taken up by the dog's blood system and oozes out eventually through its pores, so you're still exposed to it. Interesting. These are very toxic chemicals. You know, one thing that I try to tell people... If you have to, if you must, which I wish you wouldn't, do a flea tick control. I, my, my belief is totally don't do anything that goes inside the dog. Because if it goes inside the dog and there's a reaction, you're screwed. You have to, but if you had put like the topical on, then at least you could take some dog soap and try to wash out some of that right. toxicity. So you got a little bit of a, right. Hand. And, and even if it's days later, I would still try to do that. Yeah. So. Dawn dish soap is safe for use on animals. It's what they use for the ducks, ducks that are caught up in oil the spills. And the, yeah, the seagulls. Yeah. Yep. And so that's the kind of thing where if you apply one of these topical things like Frontline or Vectra or whatever, and you think even a few days later you're like, you know, my dog doesn't seem to feel well. Maybe he's drooling. Maybe he kind of looks a little dull. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've had a seizure. Maybe yeah. a spot is super itchy for them where you put it on. Even if even if it's been a few days, I would still bathe them with Dawn dish soap. Like, why not try to get off any residual poison that you can? Right. Yep. With the ones that you feed them, which is basically NexGuard, Brevecto, and Simperica, um, all th- all three of those products say right on their websites they warn you that one of the main side effects is seizures, and that any dog who has ever had a seizure should probably not use one of those products. Yep. But even so. People get surprised by this, um, and though, and it is difficult. You know, there's no direct uh, antidote to those. And products. see, many people when the, when the, they get it from their vet, mm-hmm. okay, or the vet says, suggests it, they're thinking, "Well, my vet knows best, so why would he steer me to a mm-hmm. product that something could harm my pet?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if you if you 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 bought the product and you read what can what the possibilities are. And if you're okay with everything that's on that and what it says could happen, you know, seizures, whatever right. type of thing, then go for it. Right. But this this literally just happened to one of my clients. So uh, both of her dogs ended up with sarcoptic mange, which I don't know what's going on this year. I've seen a ton of dogs with mange. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Very weird. Um, and so, uh, you know, we talked about different products that you could use to treat for mange. And she, she went back to her regular vet who gave her like whatever, one of those things, NexGuard, Perfecto, mm-hmm. one of yep. those and it kind of seems so simple. You feed the dog the little chewy treat and they love it. And and then her dog, had, one of the dogs had several seizures right after that. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a, it's a big problem. Yeah. And so, uh, but that's, they read the label, know what you're doing and don't be surprised. Because if you're seeing your dog in a seizure, you're, 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 you're going to lose your mind. Right. And, but then it's, well, why did my vet? Well, no, it's called free choice, folks. The, but the, the vet might mm-hmm. suggest it, but should you, do you want, you know, right. but it's just like for yourself before you take that prescription medication and put it in your mouth. Yep. Why not Google the side effects? Yep. I was on some medicine when I had kid was having kidney stone troubles 
And um, and it said, I, I read the thing, and they said, you know, possible nightmares <laughs> and possible not sleeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me who never, I can sleep. You t- you say sleep, I'm, okay, no problem. And anyway, I was, I couldn't believe it. And uh, yeah, I said, I got a rash from it. You know, I'm just kind of thinking, well, maybe I won't be the one that could, you know, have this happen. Yeah, I took one and I didn't take it. I called him up and said, you find me something else. It's, it's not going to go down the toilet here. Mm-hmm. I mean, me. And so that's the whole thing. Is that, are you willing? You know, I my choice, I took it. You know, I understood right. the side effects. But the right. thing is, is that when it happens to you, then it's kind of like, whoa. So why don't go down that road? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, any drug that is, like, Say say you've had some prescription medication dispensed for your dog. If it is a drug that is also used in humans, mm-hmm. um, Google the side effects in humans because there's way more information there. Oh, that's true. you know for humans they'll they'll record side effects like ringing in the ears or weird dreams yep. or uh, you know makes you feel dizzy, makes you feel you know not yourself or right. something. But for dogs, it's like really the researchers are looking for vomiting, diarrhea. Death, okay. seizures, yeah. But we're not going to know if the dog has a headache that lasts right. two weeks, or if they've got ringing in their ears, or if yep. they feel funny, or yep. they're lying awake at night. <laughs> now, what are some of the drugs that people do use for their dogs that is human? Um, some of the painkillers, so like codeine is used in dogs, okay. um, uh, gabapentin, um, uh, tramadol. You know, okay. those are human drugs. A lot of the Cardiac medications, okay. um, blood pressure medications are commonly used in dogs. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. Okay. But. Okay, now um, also to, uh, now um, for natural flea and tick control. Yes. Okay, the, the, um, there's a couple things that you can do. Or a couple, there's a whole buttload of stuff you can do. And the neat thing about doing things natural is that you don't, you could do them all if you're really worried. Because there are no chemicals involved. So there's not going to be interaction of. Right. Things. And so what are some of the things that you suggest for natural ways of doing things? Um, You know, one of my favorites is bug off garlic. So bug off garlic is a standardized garlic extract that is made by springtime. Yep. It comes in tablets or granules. Uh, Granules is basically a powder. Yep. And I like it because it is standardized. And so sometimes I get emails from people and they're like, well, you know, can I just buy garlic at the store? Mm -hmm. Well, then you have to start asking what variety of garlic is it? Where was it grown? Under what conditions? How much blah, blah does it have in it? Whereas if you just buy the standardized extract like that, the company has done all the work for okay. you. That's okay. what I mean by standardized. Okay, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so so that is one of my favorites. I personally use that because my dogs uh, play very roughly with each other. There's a lot of sparring and they, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Scout particularly latches onto Anton's neck and drags him around <laughs> yes. or gets dragged around by him. Mm-hmm. And so they can't really wear collars. It's just not right. safe. Um, amber collars. Oh, my gosh. Those are so simple. If they could wear collars, I would use amber collars. But yeah. my dogs also run through the woods, and I pretty much be losing the darn collars every day. If Probably. And then both amber. It's amber. If you go to amber tick collar.com ambertickcollar.com because there's a lot of knockoffs right so and, have- and, and I, I think too like you know if you're going to buy something like this on Amazon personally I don't know how you tell if it's real amber or not yeah, yeah. so basically what it is is it looks like costume jewelry for dogs it's chunky amber beads and it has to be rough amber not polished correct because as it rubs against the dog just from then moving around 
um, as it rubs against the dog's skin, it becomes insect resistant over the or repellent over the course of a couple of weeks. Yep. And then by the end of the season, maybe by the end of the fall, the collar has been worn smooth. And then the next year you get another one. Yep. Yep. And, then, and like I say, it does because uh, Gilligan's got one. Well, all my dogs had one. You know, have one, I should say. And it's also good for the immune system. It's from the, what is it, the Baltic Atlantic fern? Is that right? Yeah, it's it like a, it's a tree resin. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so it's all, they're all yellow. And yeah. you can tell as soon as you look at these things, it's not a collar that you're going to attach your leash to. No, huh? Because it's sort of a delicate, it, it's like dog jewelry. Right, right. And yeah, so it's just a wear, wear with your other collar. Correct. You know, it's not Correct. that. So so we got... But I think for simplicity's sake, boy, you can't beat those amber collars. See, and I used to bug off for my horse, Jake. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the granules, and I really believe. I mean, fly, fleas or flies, and you know, and and then mosquitoes at night. That he doesn't get bugged half as bad. Yeah, by, by, yeah, that's where I started using it was for my horses. Yep, and then also mm-hmm. too is good. Garlic is a good immune system booster too. Yep. So that's you know too same just like the immune collar or the amber tick collar. Um, dot com. That that's good for the immunity too. You know, it's a health booster also so anyway well let's run to break and then we'll come back we'll talk some more about natural flea and tick and then what are you gonna start thinking about your lawns what what natural things are you gonna do for your lawn you know this spring okay sure got did you tell me to put my glasses on can i borrow yours brian <laughs> yeah yeah okay can you run right out can you run right over yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay how many wonders of the ancient world are there five six seven eight how many wonders of the ancient world are there? Five, six, seven, eight. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, who sings this? Banners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. How many wonders of the ancient world are there? Five, six, seven, eight. For some reason, eight kind of screams out to me. Screams out to you. What do you think there, ma'am? I think so. Isn't it like the eighth wonder of the world or something? Don't yeah. people say that? But... It's seven wonders of the world. Okay, well, now there are eight. the famous seven wonders <laughs> of the ancient world are. Can you name any of them? Not one. Oh, um, the Hanging Gardens of something or other, Babylon, um, the Great Library in Alexandria. Oh, well, the Col- Colossus of Rhodes and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Never heard of them. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. That's four. Well, what we got is we got great pyramid pyramids. Oh yeah, pyramids of Giza. Okay, statue of Zeus at Olympia. Mm. Hanging gardens of Babylon. Temple of Armistice. A R Art Miss A R T E M I S Artemis. Okay, yep. And then uh, mausoleum at uh, God. Why I should have had you do all these stupid long words. Um, the, let's see the mausoleum at H A L I C A R N A S S U S. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> and then the Colossus Rhodes, R H O D E S, and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. And Alexandria. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was the Library of Alexandria. Well, it was something in Alexandria. I was close. Is that Alexandria, Minnesota? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's Alexandria and Egypt. Oh. Mm. All right. 
Hey, folks, we remember we got Dr. Jessica Levy here. Uh, why don't you call after the main break? Because we'll be sitting on the phone quite a bit, so we'll call in at five. And, and ask her your pet questions. Uh, if you got any questions about your cat or your dog, you got a vet here where they can give you some advice. 651-641-1071. Call at about five. So right now we're going to continue our conversation on natural flea and tick. Now, you can use diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth food grade. And what you do, it looks like powdered chalk. And you put it in a baby sock and you zip tie it. And then what you do is you do one pat, like um, on their chest, one pat, like on their sh- back of the neck and the shoulder blades, one pat, like on their where their butt and their tail come together. Um, you could also, if you're going into a field where there's going to be, you know, some ticks or whatever, do one pat on each leg. And you got to get food grade, okay? So if the dog licks it or the cat licks it, it's no big deal. And what this does is that if any crustacean, a flea, a tick, a centipede, whatever, walks through the dust of the di- or the chalk substance of the diatomaceous earth, that they scrape their shell and they dehydrate and die naturally. And so that's one that you can do. You can do a bandana with eucalyptus oil, lemongrass oil. You know of any other oil that would repel flea sticks? Well, I think a lot of essential oils are insect repellent. Okay. But I, I always tell people, like, the main thing is to uh, choose an oil that does not repel your dog. Yeah, right, that's true. Or yourself. Right. And, then, and when so, if you have, so if you have ones that you're thinking about using, what you can do is um, just put them out on the floor, like maybe a foot apart. Let the dog have a look at them. See okay. if there's any that they like. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because um, then if you, what you're going to do, if you're going to do the drop of oil on a bandana, a drop, not don't saturate it. And then you put it in a Ziploc bag. And then when you're ready to go outside, put the bandana on the dog. And then when you come back inside, let the dog wear it for about another half hour, hour, then take it off. Put it back in the Ziploc bag, okay? And so then we got the diatomaceous earth. We got this, uh, uh, we got the bandana. And then we got, you can, uh, sometimes um, you can make a, a a t- I don't know if you, what do you call it tincture whatever take uh, like four four uh, two lemons quarter it put it in a pot boil it okay and then let it sit overnight and then you know then you know does uh, what do you want to call it screen it out so you know, all you have is just the uh, um, uh, the liquid put it in a spray bottle and then because when you boil lemons it creates d limousine right. Yeah, delimonene. Yeah, so essentially, you're making lemon essential oil. There I you mean, go. Sort of. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you can spritz that on the on your on your pup, and then put now don't overdo that either because it can be kind of sticky. And then uh, if you got it left over, put it in the refrigerator. Okay, and then shake it the next time, and then you can spritz it. So that's you know, so you can make make that. Uh, there, uh, never ever use a flea collar. Those are so toxic. You're petting the dog, and now you're getting chemicals all over you. And then um, some puppies have got you know puppies can get themselves into situations and i've seen puppies where they chewed through the collar and they damn near died you know that's whereas it's just like you just got to be careful of that so anyway then um let's see what other what other things um then you have uh an assortment of interesting things like the pet protector okay so the pet protector is a tag it's like looks like um like a metal round i mean it's basically like the size of a rabies tag and it hangs on the dog's yep. collar, and it uh, will also keep things away. Yep. And so, I know humans that use that. Yeah, so yep. do I. And yep. so some of these tags, like, some people find that they work great for them in their situation. Some people don't think they work so right. well. So um, the pet protector, there's one made by, um, I think it's made by Only Natural Pet or something like that. And it's called the Easy Defense Tag. Okay. Um, and then there's one called the Zero Bug Zone. Oh, yeah, Zero tag. Bug Zone. Yep. And so 
you know, there, there's just natural options. And I always suggest people like, you know, look at them, see which one you think makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But those are all, again, like if your dog, uh, you know, regularly wears a collar or something like right. that, you would need something to hang it on. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And so, and like I said, because these are all natural, you can do them all if you're really worried. And, right. uh, and, and like I said, it's just uh, we the chemicals are getting stronger and stronger of what we put in our lawns, put on us. And it's not we're not coming looking good for the home team. <laughs> we're going backwards instead of going forwards. And we're getting instead of us living longer. What's happening is we're, we're living less and we having more tox, toxins to, to, to uh you know, that's is in our environment. And now those of you that do chemical, you know, lawns, there's a 77, the stats that I saw once was 70% chance of your dog getting some form of lymphoma if you're, you know, a chemical lawn happy person. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and, and when they're getting it, they're like, well, how could my dog have got? Well, let's see how many times your lawn got sprayed. And they say, you know, right after it, oh, just give it 24 hours and then you can walk through it. I'm sorry. I don't believe that, that the residue is still there unless it rained or whatever type thing. And you're going to be absorbing your day and your dog is, and cats are walking through it and then they're licking themselves. So they're not only mm-hmm. absorbing it through the skin, they're absorbing it into their di- themselves. Just because right. it didn't kill your dog right off the bat or your cat, it's over the years. All of a sudden, you know, th- right. you know it's going to get bad. Right. Yeah. And so, and to some extent too, you know, it's not just your lawn chemicals, it's your neighbors. neighbors yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you remember there's Lunseth Organic Lawn Care. And that's maybe what you want to start doing is gearing up for the spring. What are you going to do this spring? Maybe it's time to just, uh, you know, do things natural instead of doing the chemical route for your yourself, for your pets, for your kids, for your grandkids. Get the stop the chemicals. And it's got to, and a lot of people live in these um, communities, senior home developments, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. have the, you know, the chemicals come in. Well, I don't have any say. Yes, you do have a say. You can get a petition of everybody that lives in there and say, we don't want the chemicals. We right. want it to do naturally and have that, you know, have them sign the petition and have to take them to court or whatever type of thing. So that's how we make change is we stand as united as one for the same thing, you know. So and then, like <laughs> I say, you can change. You can change things. Don't ever think you say you can't. So, but yeah, so that's so important in the environment chemicals. Uh, also, the chemicals that are in, you know, new furniture. Uh, uh, um, chemicals in uh, uh, new uh, carpets yeah. and even some rugs, you know, some new rugs and stuff like yeah. that. That's all chemicals that's in our, our environment and that our pets ha- are walking through, you know, and then laying on. And, you know, because most people don't go barefoot in their house. They usually have slippers or socks on. But our pets are barefoot throughout that. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of the chemicals that off-gas off of carpet and furniture tend to be kind of heavy and so they're closer to the floor. Okay. And, you know, we're we're walking around with our heads farther away from the floor. So basically, like, the air is cleaner. Yeah, that's where true. we are. Yeah, that's true. But the dogs and cats are close to the floor where the air is not so great. That's true. So, and it, so if you guys want a list, if you, you know, you can um, obviously go to the, the podcast of this show. You know, go to mytalk1071.com. Go to the KDK9 show page. Now, what uh, when is it posted by, Brian? Uh, the posted what? But when would you post my show on my show page? Oh, it's up right now. Okay. <laughs> well, you're just yeah. a snappy little dude, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was doing it uh, last segment. So. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. So, well, then it'll be there. So, you can get, you know, what we're talking about here. And, and then also you can go to my KDK9 website and go under radio show top, t- 
topics, and I have a big spiel there too. But the biggest thing what we want you to take away with is stop the chemicals, you know, because they're, they are no good. And there is a lot of, and you can also use a flea comb when your dog comes in um, from outside, wait about a half hour, and then start going through the flea you know, with a flea comb, and it'll snag deer ticks, and it will snag tick ticks. And a lint roller. Oh, a lint roller. Yep. That's another good one, too. short-coated dogs. Oh, yep. There you Mm -hmm. go. And then when you take the ticks and put them in a a thing of rubbing alcohol, okay? And so, yeah. So, there's so many things we can do. So, give a holler. 651-641-1071. How many different colors can a human eye see? A thousand, ten thousand, one hundred thousand, one million.